welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Hell yeah. And we are making our dreams come true. Hopefully. None of my dreams have come true since you last know what? week. I tried starting to, to do the secret. Uh huh. Hasn't worked so far. But I also think if you go into something with a negative freaking attitude, you're right. going to have bad results. What did you, what have you been, have you like set up a vision board or? Not yet. We'll get to the vision board. Um, it's introduced in this section. Mm-hmm. However, it's just kind of like a guy talks about how he made a vision board. It right. doesn't instruct you how to optimize your vision board. That's it's a very strange book. How the MCU introduces new characters or concepts, Tim? They'll talk about them in a movie before they actually show right. up. That's uh, that's how they introduced Robin Colcord in uh That's in, also in true. Cheers. Now he was mentioning one episode or just one before he showed up, right? Or was yeah. it a few? Okay. No, just one. I meant to send you a link, uh uh, I didn't realize that there is a like a fandom.com wiki page for cheers mm. that I think is pretty in depth, which is interesting. Fandom.com, uh, as, as much as I hate fandom in general, <laughs> you love being a fan. Fandom.com is really good for you know answering specific questions yeah, about I- like things that you forgot. I forget which show it was, but uh, some show like a a, a long running like sci fi show, um, they or genre show. They were saying uh, I I read an interview where the the one of the writers was like, yeah, we go to that all the time <laughs> because we're like, wait a minute, what what happened with this character? I think it might have been like you know a show like Supernatural or something that had like a really long timeline. Yeah. And like, you know, characters will disappear for five seasons and then come back. The Simpsons employs somebody literally just to be when they pitch stories. To make sure they haven't done it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I think would be the worst job because you have to watch 26 seasons of The Simpsons that are just garbage. Um, and, and write all that stuff down. I'm really uh, down you, on The Simpsons lately. You think that they have to, you think that they're expected to like just know off the top of their head? I mean, it pro- they probably hired somebody who is already like an insane encyclopedic knowledge. I don't think that person exists for The Simpsons. I think there are people like me who know everything up until season 10. No, they're dev- encyclopedic. With- no, no, people don't like, nobody likes a season 17 episode of The Simpsons. Millions of people watched every episode, though. So, like, somebody, you know, th- there's, I'm sure it's a rare fan that is a fan of every single episode. I don't but, think that person exists. Well, maybe they were like, my plan is to become a fan of every single episode and then go work for The Simpsons. There might and be I the, will know Hopefully they everything. found that one person to be there yeah. to fill that role. But, um, yeah, I feel like The Simpsons is just like, they're they're the equivalent of like the gin blossoms touring in 2021. Where just, it's like just like playing the hits. And- yeah, and just like... Yeah, like, hey, remember us? And like, hey, it, remember this character? It, it's like for like people to like go see table reads and like, yeah, you know, like it's a perk when you like sign up for a, a, a movie to, with Fox or whatever. It'd be like, hey, you'll, you'll get to go to a Simpsons table read and see Dan Castellaneta do the fucking Homer voice in person or whatever. Wait, that's if you sign up to do a movie with them? I don't <laughs> like know, as a movie star, you get to go yeah, to Yeah, a... I think it's just like a perk for like industry people to go to like a table read for the oh, Simpsons. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. But you're saying that it's not really a perk because nobody likes it. No, I think I would I would I would love to go to a table read right. of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be like, "Oh, this is so cool. I get to see the people doing the voices and stuff." I don't think I'd watch that episode when it came out. <laughs> um, yeah, I know like a lot of uh uh, you know, 
bigger franchises nowadays like you know star wars and marvel like they employ like multiple continuity yeah. uh people that basically stop ginger don't Ginger's, cry Ginger's we're recording crying. Ginger, um, why are you crying she come missed here. you come here you goof she's we're just talking being about continuity and <laughs> franchises she's just being weird um yeah, and I'm like her now, but but I think that's a little different just because like Marvel and Star Wars have those people because it's like an ongoing story, right? And it's more like, hey, we want to make sure you're not gonna like ruin something that somebody else is already working on and thinking up. Where Simpsons, right. it it sounds like it literally is just like, hey, did we do this exact thing already? Yeah. How many episodes of The Simpsons? 700 something? 800 something now? Yeah, I figure 24 episodes ish a season and 32 seasons. Mm hmm. And just. You can't you know, do, you can't do that of, math in your head, Tim. Tom, I've had so many Bud Light hard ciders, uh, hard seltzers tonight. I've had two and a half. <laughs> They're pretty good. Yeah, it's like uh, over seven. 160 episodes. Yeah, I feel like the last I heard it was seven something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. They, yeah. they, look, if it makes people happy, if it makes you happy, then why the Can't hell are you be so that sad? Bad. Um, they're doing a, a, a Loki crossover episode. Oh, really? See, or not crossover, but just like a short thing. Yeah, they did one of those for Star Wars, too. It's yeah. the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's interesting, because I was reading something where they were talking about, where they were like, eh, like, don't shit on this. Like, they've always done this stuff. Like, their crossover episode with X-Files was great. And I agree with that, but I think these, like, short things aren't good. Nah. It's like, if you want to do an episode with Loki, uh, from Loki, fine. Okay, great. But, like, when it's just a, when it's like a five minute short, it's like, oh, there's just references. There's not jokes yeah. or like a plot line. It's just, oh, look, this person's this. This person's that. Right. And the X-Files crossover episode, if you actually like took the scenes that David Duchovny and Gillian and Gillian, 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 I Gillian believe. Anderson are in. Like they're in like two or three scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's not really. Yeah, they show up as like a joke, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's all just a joke to us. <laughs> it's all, hey, it's all just a joke to Disney. Tom, I want to talk about a book. Yeah. Not the book that I'm reading. We'll get to that. Okay. The secret. Um, A book that I'm unsure oh, gonna, if I should read. If you're, uh, Tim, if you're going to try and convert me again. The good book? <laughs> what if I told you? There was a book with all the answers. Yeah. Um, that book doesn't have all the answers. It's cryptic. You ever try to read the Bible? Yeah. We should read the freaking Bible. Uh, we shouldn't. That would be a very, I've tried to read the Bible when yeah, I was younger. Too. It's so like, you can, it's, it's impenetrable. Yeah. Where it's just like, wait, what's going on? You know, the, there's too many characters. There's so many characters. Everything Names changes it, where it. it's like, wait, who, who's writing this now? A bunch of different people wrote it. Yeah. It's like an anthology. I mean that appeals to me. Maybe I mean I'll give it's the interesting, but it's shot. hard to follow. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do follow it, Tom. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, uh, similar to the Bible. I'm mm -hmm. unsure if I should read the novelization of Once Upon oh, a Time yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah, that's that's a big new book. Now, really big book. I really. Written by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, this concept tickles me. Right, that he made it seem like a like like a novelization of of movies that would happen in the past. And as as a kid, right, who grew up on novelizations of movies, I'd always buy them at the book fair. Yeah, usually Macaulay Culkin movies, Home Alone, <laughs> The Good Son. Right. No, I I've talked on our other show about how. Uh, I got to see Back to the Future 2 in theaters, but when Back to the Future 3 came out, I think my parents were like, eh, that's enough. We're not taking you in another one. So I had to read the novelization to like complete the story yeah. before it came out on VHS. Yeah, and uh, so 
it's it's kind of a gimmick, but also Quentin Tarantino is like, I'm going to write a novelization of it. Right. So um, it's a gimmick, but it's like, well, but it's a gimmick from the guy who did all this. So yeah. like, it's not as much of a gimmick. But also it's like 400 pages, I think. Yeah. And it's like, do I care to delve into Quentin Tarantino's prose? <laughs> right. Um, how did you feel about the 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 movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh, I liked it a lot. I loved it. Yeah, I, I, I that's a solid A movie for me. Yeah, that, that was. Uh, yeah, that's that. I'm not a huge Quentin Tarantino fan, but I would say probably those and the two Kill Bill movies. Those are like uh, those are yeah. probably my favorites out of all the all of his uh, over. um yeah i like that uh, actually might even be my favorite quentin tarantino i liked it a lot it's just got a good vibe but like a lot of it is just like don't you just like watching brad pitt do stuff don't you like just watching two cool guys being cool yeah which i i I, i'm sure that was quentin tarantino's like pitch yeah (laughs) like it's gonna be two cool guys being cool you know the way we used to be cool that's my quentin tarantino that's very good um, I, I wanted you to keep saying more, but it's very clear that you didn't have any real, real <laughs> no, things to say. No, I didn't really say. think of like, it's like, well, I don't want to do Quentin Tarantino talking about how it's okay for him to use the N-word. <laughs> um, yeah, so, Tom, mm-hmm. no, like, you are a uh, an avid reader. Yes. Um, you really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Would you consider reading that? that book? I actually did consider it because uh, I don't want to buy that book in person. Well, though. but it, I want to like also buy like the Iliad or something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm buying two things. <laughs> um, I certainly don't want to buy it. Like I was like I was gonna go to the bookstore today. There's a bookstore convenient yeah. to me, but it's like I'm not gonna buy that fucking opening day, the first the, yeah. the publishing uh, day. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Although I was gonna say one of the appealing things is that I think it's like eight dollars. It's a trade paperback. Oh, really? It it was printed in the style of that's, those that's novelizations, smart, yeah. and like you know, I think it is a nice thing to be like, yeah, look, this is like one of those novels we can't be like, this is twenty six dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like a like a new hardcover, so it is right. inexpensive. Um. I hear I, I read some spoilers for it. I read a, a few too, yeah. Yeah. Um because I do like that too, that it's like, you know, those movie novelizations were always like based on early scripts or like incomplete scripts, or it was like nobody's gonna read this before we publish it. So a lot of times the novelists were like, Well, I don't like this decision, I'm gonna change it. Yeah. But uh, the fact that Brad Pitt's character in the book is just like a complete psychopath. And, yeah, like, who did kill his wife. Like, there's yeah. no ambiguity there. Yeah. Um, he regretted it, but he did do it. Yeah. Oh, we should have said, but a spoiler. Eh, oh, whatever. whatever. Um, and then uh, also the the whole sequence with uh, the Manson murders or the rewriting of history at the end. Yeah. They like, don't <laughs> include it. Like they mention it in passing. Oh, really? Very when early. it's like that's like a twenty-minute. Yeah, at the end, it's yeah. the final set piece. They mention it like apparently a quarter of the way through the book. Like oh, and then ah, weird. you know, but like in passing. Huh. Um. But yeah. Uh, I find that uh, I don't know. It's tough nowadays. Like uh, there's just not enough time for everything. And like that's kind of one of those things where feeling it's, like Jesse Spano, Tom. Yeah, I need caffeine pills, oh. uppers. Um, I maybe that there's that'll no be the time. next. There's never any time. That'll be the next uh, drugs episode. We'll do a bunch of caffeine pills yeah. beforehand. Um, no, I just feel like there's a lot of stuff that like I want to read and watch, and it's like, ah, eh, this is like yeah a different take on this or something and it's like do i really want to like spend the time reading that book or do i want to read something new the iliad like the iliad which is not new at all my understanding new to you though like Uh, a rerun it actually is i'm pretty sure i did read that in like Mm -hmm. high school um 
I'm with you that there's too much stuff, but then I also find myself watching three consecutive <laughs> episodes of fucking Guy's Grocery Games. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, I probably could have, like, yeah, I probably could have read that Quentin Tarantino yeah. book. That, that, you know what, that brings up a good point, because that is something that I've, I'm trying to be more uh, conscious of that. Like, I think that about stuff all the time that I'm like, is this worth? And then it's like, well, what I did was just like, you know, fucking scroll through my phone yeah. or like watch, you know, nonsense I've already seen or something like. And it's like, it's not like we're, you know, uh, oh, I should be being productive. It's like you're still like watching something or reading some. Right. Bullshit. It's still like I'm reading something yeah. for my enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah, I'm, I'm not a snob about what I read. Like, I don't think like, no, everything I read. You mostly read Penthouse Forum from what I understand. That, well, that does actually make me a snob, Tim, because I'm not reading Penthouse. I'm reading the Penthouse of the Mind, which yeah. is Penthouse Forum. Is that, a, is that still around? I doubt it. I mean, I, I have to imagine all the pornographic magazines are, you know, that they still make porno tub they still no but i'm saying the magazines magazines, i'm sure it's like whittled down to like uh extremely bizarre fetishes that like actually not bizarre fetishes but like now i feel like they have to go mass appeal yeah i was gonna say it's probably gotta be main mainstream internet is uh, like jugs where it's like i have a you know, a not for me. boobs. Yeah, I have a fetish for boobs, and uh, it's like, well, yeah, get in line. I'm one of those weird guys. <laughs> I'm one of those weird straight men that loves women's breasts. Um, yeah, I always thought it was weird when Seinfeld would talk, uh, like the TV show Seinfeld, when they'd uh-huh. be like, oh, you know, we all read Penthouse Forum. But I don't remember that being an episode. Yeah, of they read Penthouse Forum. All of show. them? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they pick, like George picks it up at a newsstand as like a joke at some point. I guess that's something. Yeah, that we makes need sense. To- that's one of those things where like, yeah, if somebody bought us a joke, I would be very interested. I mean, I was talking about... Uh, uh, weekly world news recently yeah. on this show and how like i remember as a teenager buying that as a joke and then like pouring over it and being like yeah what is actually in this yeah here's my question are you hinting at you want a, a subscription to penthouse forum no for Christmas? no no that would be a that would be a disastrous idea <laughs> um I'm not talking about COVID, pre-COVID, yeah. but like in the 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 the, the most recent years. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like like we're not out there as much as <laughs> as as we used to be? Like I feel like Seinfeld. Uh-huh. I'll watch an episode of that, and like they'll be out, and like somebody will buy a penthouse forum as a, as a, as a bit. Right. I feel like that used to be like kind of the vibe <laughs> that that we used to have. Not buying a penthouse forum, but uh-huh. like. Doing silly stuff as a bit in 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 the context of like being out with a friend, I feel like that doesn't happen with us anymore. Is yeah, that just because well, we're, we're older? Yeah, we're old. We're not out, and we're not out. I'd as like much. to be out there. All right, Tim. Well, the next time not me like, and you are not walking like, uh, down the street, dancing with uh, you know, on the dance floor, but like, right. I, but I, buying I, pornos from a newsstand. No, just going out and just like doing silly stuff as bits. Yeah. Well, I think we just don't have as many opportunities. But why not? Because me and you don't live together anymore. But we can still hang out. (laughs) We can still walk around. Tim, if I I was like, hey, you want to go walk around tomorrow? You just wouldn't text me back. (laughs) I would just (laughs) never even get a response. Yeah, that's true. We should do things. Maybe I would get back and go like, well, like, what do you mean? And if I wrote like, you know, just walk around, then I would not get a response. We have a, a mutual friend who lives across the street from me. Mm-hmm. And there was a police helicopter hovering over yeah. our homes. And he texted me, hey, you just want to walk somewhere? Yeah. Well, you and guys live across And then the we street. went to Guitar Center. And then we just did a bunch of bits in Guitar Center. <laughs> and it was a lovely afternoon. Well, Fine. 
I'm I'm glad you're having fun with somebody who's not me, Tim. Sorry, my bits are stale. No, it's just that you're not texting me. Andrew texted I me. I texted to do you a... the other day about the blackout. There there was a short blackout. I know, mostly just to see. To make sure you are all right. <laughs> that was you. my primary concern. Thank you, Tom. Our power blinked for a second, uh, and my first thought was, God, I hope Tim's all right. I know he's very afraid of the dark. I'm reading The Secret, Tom. He's probably screaming right now in the dark, and his poor wife is trying to calm him down. You're not right. You're not wrong. You're not right, Tom. (laughs) Uh, This book... this chapter mm-hmm. that I began with. Oh, I, th- I was going to ask, are there only three chapters to this book? No. Powerful processes. Processes? Processes. 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 I don't think, I think it's processes. It's processes. Processes sounds like prophecies. I know, it's it sounds too close. like it, it rhymes. I it's got a, a multiple I got, uh, a process, was, but multiple. You interrupted my rap. <laughs> go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got my processes to get out my prophecies. That's my rap. It's a good rap. Yeah. It's about a man, me, uh-huh. who's efficient and can also see the future. You've never heard processes before? I've only heard it as processes. Processi. Oh, I've heard processy. Nah, I don't know. That word sounds weird to me right now. Because you're drunk. <laughs> no, when I'm drunk, words don't sound weird. It's when I'm high, words Are sound weird. Are you also weird. high, though? No, I'm not also high. You've been um, with me. You've been with me for the past few I don't hours. I you did when I, before I got here. I wouldn't still be high. Time. You think I was smoking You a, left the room for a minute. I was smoking a doobie in the bathroom. Tim, you went in that bathroom right after me. You would have smelled that doobie. I don't know what the what uh, a doobie smells like. I don't know what advancements they've made in weed technology. It's true. Smellless, scentless no, I'm weed. Just, I'm a little buzzed on Bud Light hard seltzer. I'm like more than a little buzzed on hard seltzer. Are you going to puke? No, but I'm going to need another hard seltzer. Oh. Yeah. You drive a hard bargain. I drive a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> but not after these hard seltzers, Tom. Yeah. We went away this weekend, and uh, I, 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 uh, a friend of a friend showed up driving the same car as me. It was very confusing. Yeah. Uh, the same color and not the same year, but the same color and make and model. Yeah. I don't want to give out. All that information. Tom, that was a relaxing weekend. A bunch of us went out and uh, got some cabins. Yeah. We should do that every week. Yeah, we should. I don't know why we don't. It's not expensive. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it would be expensive if we did every week. At some not point, it really. would. Well, at some point, it would be like, you know, we should like buy a cabin or <laughs> lease a cabin. I was thinking. I guess if it was every weekend of just like the summer, it, yeah, that wouldn't be completely insane. What do you think of everybody going in on a lake house? Do you think that would become untenable with the kind of like scheduling and stuff? Like buying a lake house. Like big enough for everyone or just like everybody shares it? I would say big enough for 75% of the people Mm. who are bought into it. I, I mean, I think it would all and like we could be bursting at the seams and people like right. sleeping on in sleeping bags for right. if 100 percent of the people wanted to be there. Yeah, I'd be thrilled if I spent a lot of money buying a cabin and I had to sleep in a sleeping bag. Well, that's the thing. If we all <laughs> wanted to be there, at right, once, right, you might right. have to do that. And whoever draws the short straw. But um, there would be presumably weekends where you could be like, OK, this is the bedroom I'm getting. Right. And, I think it would all depend or on... weeks, even. We, uh, we're all working remotely now. True. Who gives a shit? I think it all depends on how much the cabin would cost and how... Uh, lake house and how far it would be from everyone. Two hours. Okay. <laughs> and and $10,000 No, total. no, your monthly mortgage payment mm-hmm. would be $500. Every month? Yeah. 
See, I think it would probably make more sense to just rent then. Okay. Because I'm not going to use it probably, you know, most of the year. You can have an affair up there, Tom. <laughs> I don't want to have an affair. <laughs> that was good. Your girlfriend asked me to to, to bring up <laughs> to the try and bait. <laughs> to try Just and, to see what you would say. Try and bait me into uh, going in on buying a lake house with 16 <laughs> other people <laughs> with the promise that I could have an affair up there. Well, the potential of an affair. I mean, I don't know that you could lure well, a it, woman to a, well, be, a freaking lake house. It also sounds like this place, people would be coming and going all the time. My good friends. You would probably notice me having an affair there. Tom, I got good news. Too risky. We don't have to do this. Yeah. This is not how, if you want a lake house, Mm -hmm. you get a fucking lake house yourself without the rest of us, Tom. You just have to, look, expectation is a powerful, attractive force. Oh, this is just, uh, I see. You have to expect the things you want and just don't expect the things you don't want. Yeah, I expect to have an affair at a lake house. No, you could just expect expect to have a lake house, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Take out the affair. Okay, good. You don't need to have an affair. You can I maybe manifest an affair. Well, I thought it was contingent on having this lake house, Tim. Uh, okay, so powerful processes, Tom. This is, again, in the secret. It's a bunch of people, uh, their quotes. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of people. <laughs> it's a bunch of people. There are quotes. <laughs> um, now, here's the thing. In powerful processes, mm. the whole thing is like always focus your thoughts on what you want and uh, think about them as if you have them already. So if you're like- Act like you've been here before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fake it till you make it. Right. And then <laughs> shake it till you break it. Now, what- the uh, what what the what these processes mm. introduce here um, is the idea of gratitude. Mm. Now, here's what I'm saying. Okay, this book is despicable, <laughs> and it's all about materialism, and it's all about like getting like, hey, how to how to like. You know, get the shittiest stuff like, uh, you know, get, yeah, get, like God, like, like how yeah. to have a mansion and a Ferrari. However, mm-hmm. I think the reason why it was so successful and why Oprah embraced it is because it worked. She did it. She didn't do shit. She she happened to be very driven and successful, <laughs> and then was just like, which what? is the secret. Right, and that essentially is the secret. It's yeah. like if you focus on your goals and work right. hard towards them, and like I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week, but like earlier in the book, they're like, um, "I know controlling your thoughts seems hard. That's why you should meditate every day." Mm-hmm. It's like okay, meditation, yeah. yeah, definitely a positive thing for like staying yeah. focused and achieving your goals. And then this is like, uh. You know, practice expressing gratitude every day. Yeah, it's like okay, that yeah, you sh- you should. That's a good thing. That's a good way to maintain a, a positive attitude and yeah, actually and like a healthy mindset. Yeah, and, and take stock of the things that yeah. that are are positive in your life. Right. right, appreciate the the things and people that are good in your life. Here's what the author of this book does. Mm. <clears throat> Every morning, I do not get out of bed until I have felt the feelings of gratitude for this brand new day, and I am grateful for her in my life. Then as I get out of bed, when one foot touches the ground, I say, thank. (laughs) And then you, as my second foot touches the ground. And then as me and my two best friends poke our head around, the corner of the door, we say, hello, 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 <laughs> hello. The Stooges weren't best friends. <laughs> Mo hated those men. <laughs> Look, I don't know what they were to each other, but they were stuck together. Yeah. With each step I take on my way to the bathroom. Who else would be Mo's best friend? Fucking, I don't know. He's got some guy off camera. <laughs> That's the most in, insane thing I've ever heard. That Mo has a best friend <laughs> off camera, and, and the, the other Stooges are not his best no, friends. Neither of the Stooges are his best friend. 
And also, fucking Mo has no friends. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Mo no, has no friends. Mo is an unlovable Look, fuck. And I know, but these two guys put up with him, which is more than most can say. He's the leader. They have to. <laughs> well, how do you become the leader if they're not his friends? I don't know. He's the one with the schemes, the Look, plans. He gets them in there. All he gets best, them in the door. It's not, I'm not saying it's the healthiest friendship, but they're all best friends. That None of them have anyone else. I mean, that's true, but I don't think Mo would consider Larry or Curly his friend. Yeah, but then if you ask Mo, like, who's Curly your friend? Curly is, bro- is his brother. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's canon in yeah, the films. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, if you ask Mo who his best friend is, you think he'd say some guy off camera? I think he'd be like, best friend, what are you talking about? I don't have friends. I don't have any friends. I don't need friends. Yeah, and they poke you in the eyes. Yeah. And you'd be like, all right, forget I asked, asshole. (laughs) With each step I take on my way to the bathroom, I say thank you. I continue to say and feel thank you as I am showering and getting ready. As I take each step to the bathroom in the morning, I say, ooh, I gotta pee. You go, oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, I'm not gonna make it. (laughs) By the time I'm ready for the day, I've said thank you. Hundreds of times. To the point where the words have lost all meaning. Um, look, Tom, mm. I don't think it's a bad thing to recommend that people take stock on a daily basis and be thankful for the things in their life that they're Right, but don't for. just drone. Don't just, don't just say thank you over and over again. Yeah. Do you say rabbit rabbit on uh, the first of every month? Why would I say that? Because it's a good luck thing. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Rabid rabbit. All right. Rabbit rabbit. Not rabid rabbit? No. Rabbit rabbit. Rabid rabbit would bring... Uh, a bad omen. Yeah. Yeah. It'll only bring you pain and strife. <laughs> uh, well, uh, now I've... Is, uh, is this part of the secret saying rabbit rabbit on the first of no, the month? No, this is something this lady told me when Today I was is the first of the month. I know, which I said is it why. This I know, but the listener might not know. Because they're not listening. They're listening on the second of the month. Perhaps. Everybody listens to this the second <laughs> it comes out. Um, This guy, Dr. Joe Vitale, Tom, mm-hmm. says, uh, look, here's the thing that they say. Mm-hmm. You got to focus on the things that you want and not the absence of the things that you don't want, if that makes sense. right? What he says is, you could look around and say, well, I don't have the car I want. I don't have the house I want. I don't have the spouse I want. (laughs) I don't have the health I want. I don't say any of these things. Whoa, back up, back up. Those are all things you don't want. Focus on what you already have that you're grateful for and it might be that you have the eyes to read this. It's the clothes. It might be the clothes that you have. So I, I, I do think there is value in oh, being yeah. like, no, I think d- not don't focus on, on the shit that yeah. you don't want. Well, and you know, you always hear that, like, uh, yeah, you know, people, uh, you know, that's where that phrase "first world problems" comes from. Yeah. You know everybody knows the type of person that complains about shit constantly. And you're like, this person complaining all the time has it pretty good and does not know or appreciate just how well they have yeah, it. And do they just go through their whole day pissed off about this? Stuff? Right. And then there's this, this quote that I don't really like, Tom. Many something people. something from Hitler? No, it's from Wallace Waddles. Wallace Waddles? Yeah. Is that the penguin's son? (laughs) Many people who order their lives rightly in all other ways are kept in poverty by their lack of gratitude. Yeah, whenever- If you're poor, it's because you're not grateful enough. What do they call that? Prosperity? Oh, yeah. Preaching or whatever? And this book- This this book is fucking brilliant. Yeah. The Prosperity Gospel. Yes, yeah. Because they like tap into all that bullshit. Yeah. If if people are poor, it's because they're bad. Yeah. And people who are rich, it's they they're rich because God made them rich. So they're basically infallible. Yeah. Um the other thing is like uh you have to envision things, right? Like 
you have to really feel these things. It's and it's nice real. because that's right from the Bible. Everybody knows Jesus was the richest man that ever lived. Tom, can, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, actually, let's get to that. Actually, oh wait, hold on. Yeah. All right. So you have to you have to uh, really visualize things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, inventors, Tom. Yeah, like me. You're not much of an inventor. Think about inventors and their inventions. The Wright brothers and the plane. George Eastman in film. Mm-hmm. Did he? Did Eastman invent film? Uh, Thomas Edison in the light film, film. not light photography, film. but maybe film. Alexander Graham Bell in the telephone. The only way anything has ever been invented or created is because one person saw a picture in his mind. He saw it clearly, and by holding that picture. Uh, of the end result in his mind, all the forces in the universe brought his invention into the world through him. Yeah, I mean, all those people are also like very smart in the fields where yeah. they invented things. <laughs> well, here's how you can use it in your own life, Tom. Okay. Um, here's an example of a woman named Jeannie. I dream of Jeannie? No. Um, she bought a DVD of The Secret. Must be nice. And she was watching it at least once a day so that she would absorb the message right into the cells of her body. What? That's not how TV works. That's how you know somebody is saying they buy a DVD and watch it every day. <laughs> she had heard that there was a book about the secret, but she said, no, thanks. I'll watch the DVD every day. And there's this guy in this movie called Bob Proctor. And she's like, man, it'd be nice to meet him. <laughs> and then... uh She's like, man, I really want to meet this guy, Bob Proctor. Then she goes to her mailbox, and there's a fucking letter addressed to Bob Proctor in her mailbox. It turns out Bob Proctor lives a couple blocks away from her, and his wow. mail got erroneously de- delivered to her. I thought you were going to say- him. She willed that into happening. I thought you were going to say the universe just kind of like fucked up and- she was saying, I want to meet Bob. The universe doesn't fuck up, you piece I, of shit. I want to meet Bob Proctor, but the universe heard, I want to get some of Bob Proctor's mail. <laughs> no, she she went right over and she met him. And guess what? He's out of town most of the time. And he was there when she went there. He's out of town most of the time. What did he do? What do you mean? He's rarely at home because he travels all over the world teaching. Yeah, right. But the matrix of the universe knows only perfect timing. This book is fucking uh, exhausting. Plus, also, she probably thought, like, I'd like to meet anyone in this DVD I watch once a day. Yeah. Yeah. You've become obsessed. She probably wanted to fucking wear Bob Proctor's skin. <laughs> yeah, Bob sure. Proctor was like, oh, hi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watch your mail. DVD every yeah. day, and I will this happen. And he's like, uh, could you just please give me my gas pill and leave? Tom. There's a 10-year-old boy named Colin. You say and so. Colin went to Disney World. Nice. And the Lucky. first day they were there, there were a lot of long lines. Uh-huh. And then he, he wished everybody was dead. He wished that... Well, he didn't wish anything. He He just thought, tomorrow I'd love to go on all the big rides and never have to wait in mm-hmm. line. They show up at Epcot, the worst one. And as they're walking in, somebody from Disney World comes up to them and it's like, how would you guys like to be the family of the day? You don't have to wait on any lines. You get VIP access to everything. Wow. This 10-year-old, imagine discovering at the age of 10 that the power to move worlds, worlds lies within you. Yeah, I distinctly remember everything I wanted when I was 10 came true. Yeah, all you had to do is want it. Okay, so there's Had this, this guy. idiot Colin even watched The Secret? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine how shitty of a parent you'd have to be to be like, <laughs> I'm going to show my kids this fucking new age fucking DVD of bullshit. Yeah. Okay, this guy, this guy John Asaraf. <laughs> that that teaches him, uh, uh, you know, Edison invented the light bulb because he wanted it more. Yeah. <laughs> Not well, because he, he thought about it. studied and learned and experimented. You don't have to worry about how things happen. You just have to want them and visualize them happening. That's worked for me so far. 
Tom, John Asaroff is the guy who introduces the idea of a vision board. Okay. So you could say he's the one with the vision? Sure. Board? Um, it says, I take something that I want to achieve or something that I want to attract, like a car or a watch or the soulmate of my dreams, and I put a picture of what I want up on this board. Mm-hmm. Every day I would sit in my office and I would look up at this board and I would start to visualize I'd really get into getting I would really get into the state of having already acquired it. So you can't just want it. Right. You have to feel as if I have these things. Yeah. Mm. And it has to be constant. It has to be every day, Tom. Um, who would you put on what would you put on your vision board? Like an alien? Because you'd want to meet an alien. <laughs> uh no, because it's like, well, what if I met an alien in like a weird you know, a scary way. I don't want that. What if you... uh, I would probably put like a theme park? Like I'd like to have my own theme park. Is that a dream of yours? Uh, I feel like the liability would make you go crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it wouldn't be open to other people. It'd be like Neverland. <laughs> oh, Not in every way, of course. A way that you could like lure children onto your own property. <sighs> I don't Show know. Them a I good would. Time I would maybe then... want just like a really cool house. All right. Well, that's what this jackass did, Tom. Uh huh. He put a uh, a picture of a a mansion that he wanted. Okay. And so they're moving in, and he had a sealed box with all of his vision boards in it while they're moving into this new home that he had bought. Yeah. And his son came up to him and said, "What's in the boxes, Daddy?" Mm-hmm. He said, those are my vision boards. And he said, well, what's a vision board? And he said, well, it's where I put all my goals up. I, I cut them out and I put all my goals up as something that I want to achieve in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kid was five and a half years old, so he didn't understand. Yeah. So he opens shit. up the box and on one vision board, this is his quote, on one vision board was a picture of a home that I was visualizing five years earlier. Mm-hmm. What was shocking was that we were living in that house, not a house like it. I actually bought my dream home, renovated it, and I didn't even know it. Well, come on, man. That's bullshit, right? Obviously, you were doing it wrong. He was looking at this a picture of this house every day, and then he didn't realize that he bought it. Yeah. Well, where and where do you find the picture of the house on the real estate listing? Like that? Yeah that that makes no sense. Like, and also, like, and it would be a good what if I do that with Buckingham Palace? (laughs) Right. Well, and also, it would be a good enough story of like, I put this house on and I bought it one day. You don't need the like fucking six cents plot twist of like, and he didn't even know he had bought the house. Where it's like, well, no, that negates the idea that you have to focus on this so much. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't. Here's a thing uh, that I think is actually probably helpful, but I think also it would be an insane thing to do. Also, I would put up on the vision board, like, you know, a, a house like a house I would want. Like, I would be fine if it was like, well, you can get that this exact no, house, you but get, you, look, you have it's... to get that exact house. It's, that's the way the universe works, Tom. <laughs> anyway, you, you can't were be saying, like, oh, it's a comp. No, it's the fucking it's got to be the thing. At the end of every day, before you go to sleep, go back through the events of the day. Any events or moments that were not what you wanted, replay them in your mind the way that you wanted them to go. Yeah, well, I don't need to be told that. You'd have to be insane to do that, but like, yeah. That is what I do when I lay in bed at night. I just replay them the way that they went wrong. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Um, All right. And it's not... The events of uh, that day, it's, you know, something that happened 15 years oh ago. Oh, my God. It's its its <laughs> back to when I was, yeah, eight years old. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. here's one that you'll be happy about because you're very materialistic. This I'm chapter a, is well, called... Well, I am a material girl. The Secret to Money. Nice. All right. The way that it says that you have to, if you want to be rich, to be maniacal about only thinking about wealth. Focus on wealth. It's impossible to bring money into your life when you focus on the lack of it. Yeah. So if you see bills, don't mm-hmm. think like, I don't want these bills. Think those are my bills. Oh, I thought you were talking about dollar bills. If you think, 
I don't want these bills. The universe only knows that you're thinking about bills. It doesn't mm-hmm. know that you don't want them. So they'll just send you more bills. Yeah. What you have to do is think, I want checks. And nice. guess what? I already have this check. It's helpful to use your imagination and make believe you already have the money you want. So play games of having wealth and you will feel better about money. As you feel better about it, more will flow into your life. Checks will just start showing up in your mailbox. I mean, I can't even remember the last time I've like gotten a physical check. And I can't I can't really think of where a physical check would come from for unless it were just like a mistake. Tom, you don't have to worry about the how. And this is this is something there's not like a way I like a check in the mail for like a hundred thousand dollars shows up tomorrow. That's not a mistake. Well, even if it's a mistake. Well, here's the thing. Uh Rhonda Byrne, mm-hmm. Tom. She dreamt of wealth and she didn't know how she was going to get there. And then the universe provided her this scammy book that she sold fucking millions of copies Mm -hmm. of. And like, it might happen that way. You could write a scam book instead of the gripping superhero fiction that you're writing. Did she, does she mention in this at all how she came up on the secret? Who let her in on the secret? Yeah, her daughter, I told you about it. Oh yeah, week. her daughter read some ancient yeah, yeah. scroll yeah. or something. <laughs> Gave it to her. Um, Tom, I got great news. I tried to print this out for you, but mm-hmm. like my printer's on the fritz and I realized like if I handed this to you, you'd probably just mock well, me. Tim, you're thinking about this wrong. Your printer works. I know. Uh, I, I look every time I try to think about things like that, it hasn't worked so far. Um, Tom, this is a magic check Ooh. that's available on thesecret.tv. Okay, and it's a check from the Gratitude Bank of the Universe that you can print out yourself. Whoa! All and right. you put out pay, and you put the amount that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's signed by the universe, and it's got a fake t- tracking number on it for some reason. <laughs> and you're supposed to fill that in, put uh-huh. your name in there and the amount of money you want, mm-hmm. put that up on your vision board, and just focus on it. Wow. And that's how you'll get wealth. Just head to thesecret.tv and print it out. How the universe write? How did it sign its name? Um, I think it's just kind of an exercise. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they act like this is the biggest gift that they're giving you, a PDF of a fake check <laughs> that's available for free on a website. Well, it sounds like you just told everybody about it. You just spilled one of yeah. the secrets of the secret. Um. Feeling happy is the best way to bring money into your life. So if you're sad, fuck you. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> fuck you. You deserve to be poor, idiot. Yeah. Oh, depressed, are you? Well, maybe you should try being rich. Well, and everybody knows uh, uh, rich people are the happiest people on earth. <laughs> um, here's a thing that, again, they sprinkle in fucking positive things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give money in order to bring more of it into your life. When you're generous with money and feel good about sharing it, you are saying, I have plenty. So, like, I think it also has, like, the studies show that, like, when you donate to charity and stuff, mm-hmm. it makes you feel better and as yes. a result makes your life better and, like, makes you feel more positive. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're doing something. It kills me that they, like, fucking... Like and that they're like, and you'll get back more money. Exactly. Yeah. If you've been brought up to believe that being wealthy is not spiritual, Tom, mm-hmm. then I highly recommend, this is Rhonda Byrne. Yeah. I highly recommend you read the Millionaires of the Bible series <laughs> by Catherine Ponder. In these glorious books, you will discover that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, and Jesus were not only prosperity teachers, but also millionaires themselves <laughs> with more affluent lifestyles than many present day millionaires could conceive what? of. Jesus and Joseph didn't have 
I mean, there, there you was... are heir to the kingdom. Prosperity is your birthright. Now, this is where they're smart. Where they te- they they fucking not a- was Abraham rich? I don't know who any of these people. Yeah, are. I don't I've think... heard of Jesus. <laughs> well, Joseph was Jesus's stepdad. Yeah, he wasn't rich. No, he... Jesus was a carf a carpenter. Yeah, carf- and I mean. <laughs> And uh, 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 Joseph and Mary had to stay in the manger. Yeah. They weren't rich. I think Joseph was a carpenter too, right? I think the prosperity gospel, it just it's just fucking like... Yeah, well, I was going to say like that's at least... cover for Joel Osteen to fucking uh, yeah. d- 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 live a lavish lifestyle. I was going to say that that's at least better than like, yeah, a lot of these prosperity preachers now will literally say to people like, whatever you donate to us will come back to you a hundredfold. Right. Which I'm sure <laughs> uh, bears out yeah. completely. Tom... Finally, this week, the secret to relationship. So now you know how to get money. Print out that check. Right. And, um, well, and it's and coming to you because Jesus uh, Jesus was a millionaire. Print out too. that check, bring it to the bank. No, tell, no, you tell you put them it on they won't, board if they won't cash it. it, you tell them you've got a gun. Uh, Tom, mm-hmm. there's a feng, feng shui expert in here. Okay. Feng shui. Mm hmm. Um, one day I went to the home of a an art director, a very famous film producer. Mm. In every corner, he had this beautiful image of a naked woman. Now I've got your attention, Tom. <laughs> draped with a fabric, a kind of a t- kind of turning away as if she were saying, I don't see you. I said to him, I think you might have trouble in your romance. And he said, are you clairvoyant? I said, no, but look, in seven places, you have exactly that same woman. He said, but I love that kind of painting. I painted it myself. I said, that's even worse because you put all of your creation and creativity into it. You have to paint pictures of the ladies looking at you. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably- And a- he did, and he found his soulmate. Wow. It was the lady he painted in the picture. I was going to say that uh, uh, maybe he was having trouble in love and maybe that was obvious because when you walked into his house, it was plastered with paintings of naked women that he <laughs> painted himself. No, all right? he had to do is paint the naked l- woman looking at, mm. into his eyes. And then because also this doesn't life, say if these were like good paintings, this could be like, you know, the kind of painting like a five year old does. And it's just like, yeah, he painted just like big, He's big, round, director, big round, big round boobs. Hollywood producer. What's wrong? Big round boobs. Um, this other lady was mm-hmm. like, she's like, oh, I want the perfect partner. I'm, I'm alone. Yeah. And then she realized, I have a two car garage. I'm parking in the middle of it. I have to act like I have a partner. So I have to. She cleaned out the garage and made a place. And it's like, that's where my partner parks his car. Yeah. She slept on one side of her bed. And she's like, uh-huh. on the other side is where my partner sleeps. Um, her her closet was filled with only her clothes, and she's like, well, I have to clear out half of them, so half the closet will be where my partner's clothes go. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she found love. Well, it sounds like she found love maybe because she was ready to find love. And that's the thing, Tom. I hate that this book gives and good she was advice, looking for probably. It, yeah. Nothing mm. that I've ever followed, but... Basically, they say, inside relationships, it's important to first understand who's coming into the relationship and not just your partner. You need to understand yourself first. And then there's just a whole bunch of pages about how it's just like you need to like learn about yourself and be comfortable with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's Be- just like people huh, always say that. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing. And that it's nothing to do with like manifesting things. It's right. just a bunch of things of just like um yeah, like try to learn about yourself and understand yourself. Uh, there is this guy, Bob Proctor, that says... There's yeah, something... I know about him. He lived a few blocks away from yeah. that woman. There's something so magnificent about you. I've been studying me for 44 years. I want to kiss myself sometimes. Ugh. Yeah. 
your job is you. Unless you fill yourself up first, you have nothing to give Unless anybody. Unless you feel yourself up fill first? Fill yourself up first. I oh. think with like gratitude and shit. Not- Look, Tom, I think what this is saying is not terrible advice. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, work on yourself. Yeah. Be ready for somebody and make sure that when that person's there, like you, you know yourself well enough that you're not going to fuck it up. Yeah. And that's the secret. Print out the thing. Know yourself. Say thank when one of your feet hits the floor and say you when the other one does. And uh, remember, Jesus was a millionaire and lived like fucking Jeff Bezos, apparently. And so is his dad. Yeah. Uh, Be yourself and the rest will follow. Free your mind and your ass will follow. Wow. Be colorblind. Don't be so shallow. Yeah. That was a good song. Whatever happened to Anne Bogue? I don't know. I stayed at, uh, Tom, remember that Oakwoods we stayed at when we were in LA yeah, that time? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the one claim to fame is the Oakwoods in Woodland Hills when we stayed in there in 2004. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, you know, in 1993, and Vogue stayed here. Wow. Did yeah. they all uh, share? Just 11 years <laughs> prior. Did they all share an apartment? Probably. Yeah. It's crazy to think that uh, more time has passed between us uh, now and being in the Oakwoods than in Vogue being in the Oakwoods and us being in the Oakwoods. Yeah. Makes you think. <sighs> Tom, Oakwoods life isn't terrible. They had hot tubs. Oak Living, so you're talking about uh, uh, these apartment complexes in LA that are like monthly, even weekly, I think, right? Yeah, I think they're flexible. It's like corporate housing, but instead of corporate housing, it's, it's for people going out to LA yeah, to make yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I did watch a documentary about child. Yeah, uh, you've you've yeah, mentioned this. No, nah, it's not. I mean, the apartments weren't terrible. Like they they were clean. Yeah, you know, it it wasn't like it was you know full of like uh, I don't know like drug addicts or anything like that. Yeah. So well, you I mean, I do also it? remember being there and like uh, 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 very attractive people living there as well. Yeah, they filmed porno while we were there. <laughs> <laughs> Came back from the mall one day and we heard the loudest sex noises we've ever heard. Yeah, and then you heard and cut. I mean, it had to have been. Yeah. Yeah, that also seems like something that a place like uh, Oakwood's apartments like has in their lease. Like you can't make pornos in here, but I but that people that probably also lease, they, would, they would lose a lot of clientele. That's true. I bet they could like work like you can't film anything in here and people will be like, oh, yeah, probably sure. uh, student films they're talking about. But also I could see uh, that not being a buy to buy. En Vogue has sold more than 30 million records worldwide. I'm not surprised. They're very good. Um, are they still active? They came out with Electric Cafe in 2018. Oh, all right. Their seventh record. So they, I mean, 1990, 1992, which was Funky Divas, which I think was their breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Yep, My Lovin'. <laughs> Yeah. Giving him something he can feel, free your mind. Those are three big hits. Yeah, those are huge. And then it was five years before their follow-up, EV3. Uh, waited too long. Yeah, but Babyface produced it. Mm. Don't let go love. Yeah, I don't know these songs. Man, what an amazing name for an album, Funky Divas. Yeah. Like, imagine all, the, mem- album. <laughs> all the members of En Vogue sitting around debating different titles and somebody was like you know we should just call it funky divas because that's what we are and probably it was like meeting adjourned the album name is funky divas yeah good good reviews all around i I was listening to uh good reviews on the third album no the second on funky divas yeah yeah, I'd like to give Funky Divas a, 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 a front to back listen. Tom, I got my car serviced recently. Mm-hmm. And apparently, when you do that, they give you three uh, weeks of serious accent. Oh, nice. I was listening to 90s on 9 today. <laughs> Never going to get it, my loving. 
Yeah. Uh, or Milo. Tremendous song. Yeah. It's blasting it today. And it probably sounds great over that satellite signal. Yeah. And then you listen to some Stern. I, I've been listening to a lot of Howard Stern. I, I don't had, really like it, but no, I feel like I, had, I have three weeks to take advantage. I had free uh, Sirius XM on my car for like, I don't know, a really long time. Did you manifest it? Did you? Put Maybe it I did. Board? I just thought like this is never going to end. and but it, But then eventually it did end. But uh, I always kept on Howard Stern, and I would only really hear it when I like moved my car. Yeah. But like for you know the like fifteen minutes twice a week that I had to like go move my car and sit in it, it's great. I enjoyed it. You can kind of jump into Howard Stern at any point that's, and like quickly figure out what's yeah. going on. Yeah, he's he's not built it. Yeah. Yeah very immediate thing anyway thank you for being patrons we love you very much we'll see you next listen week. Uh, don't listen to howard stern listen to us sound off in the comments what do you think of howard stern so, hey, and what are you what are you putting on your vision board? i was gonna say sound off about what you're trying to manifest yeah you're never gonna get it oh not this well, time no you're never gonna get it my love and you're never gonna get it somebody should do a mashup of uh that video with uh what's his name jonathan franks doing the like no not this time from uh uh what was the name of that show factor fiction i don't know what you're you've seen about. it i'll show it to you after this is over but somebody should do a mashup of that would never gonna get it it'd be great work on that everybody we'll post see it in the comments i'll see you next week